In this episode, I sit down with Lisa Parks of Brute Wine Bar. This is Headphones Recommended. All right. Thanks for tuning in. This is Michael Shipley with Headphones Recommended. And today I am sitting down with Lisa Parks from Brute Wine Bar. Thank you so much for having me. Um, Lisa, uh, before we get into like the real part, Lisa just poured us uh, something amazing. Would you like share with us what this is? I will. This is um, one of my favorite Proseccos Uh that I have on by the glass. It is natural. It is organic, biodynamic. Um, The winemaker is using an old recipe for Prosecco Uh where instead of the fermentation happening in a big tank, it happens in the bottle and it doesn't filter it. So Uh the beer crowd is calling it the hazy Prosecco. So uh-huh. it's you definitely know, a hazy, yeah, yeah. and it's delicious. It's delicious. It's, it absolutely yeah. is, and I'm I'm gonna enjoy it all the way through. Mm. You should. Mm. All right. So uh, we're here to do an interview. Let's do the interview then. Okay. So uh, let's start out with an intro. Lisa, like, who are you? Like, you know, uh, where'd you grow up? What's your story? All right. Um, grew up in Colorado, Denver. Mm-hmm. Lived there most of my life. Uh-huh. Moved out here about 11 years ago. Okay. Um, worked, was working actually in the um, Aurora Police Department in Colorado. Really? Yeah. And did that for many years. I was a victim advocate. Oh, okay. So saw some very sad things. Yeah. It was a very stressful job. Wow. Um, How long did you do that? Um, about six, seven years. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so got into wine more as a hobby mm-hmm. to have something just different and fun and positive to do on my time off. Yeah. (laughs) And the hobby transitioned into a part-time job at a wine shop. And then that transitioned into some wine school Uh and then decided to leave law enforcement and go into wine. Wow. And so I want to, I want to take a step back and just clarify. uh, It is a hobby. Um, The, uh, my first thought was, oh yeah, I drink as a hobby as well. Sure. Um, But, but you mean, uh, do you mean like researching wine Mm -hmm. and learning like, okay. So what was, what was that period like? And what did, what, what was it about wine and what you were learning that really just kind of captured your imagination? Um, you know, I would obviously drink wine, taste wine, go mm-hmm. to wine tastings. Yeah. Um, took a few little classes in the evenings on maybe Italian wine. Uh-huh. You know, just little classes that the local college offered. Yeah. And I think what I love so much about wine is there's so many things wrapped into it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's history, it's geography, mm-hmm. it's science, it's yeah. it's just everything. And yeah. it it took it's completely interesting to me. It absolutely there's should be nothing pretentious about it. Mm-hmm. It's juice. Yeah. But it's really good juice. It's really and good juice. <laughs> it's really good juice. This Pacheco is really good juice. Right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And so um, so you said that, you know, you you left victim advocacy mm-hmm. um, and moved on. And so what was what was your first job in the wine industry? I worked for a wine shop in Denver called Mayfair Wine and Spirits. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had wine, beer, and spirits. Mm-hmm. Huge, huge store. Got to work with a wine buyer who loved French wines. Uh-huh. Let me taste a lot of wine, learn about wine. I just I learned a lot there. Yeah, okay. learned a lot. I yeah. got to experience a lot, and just helped out part time in the wine department at night, a few nights a week. Mm-hmm. And the more I did that, the more I realized that's that's what I wanted to do. Yeah, that's what I wanted to do. It's a little yeah. more I don't know, a little fun. Yeah, 
And so, and where was, you said, was that in this area? That was, was in that? Denver. That was still in that Denver. That was still in Denver. Okay. Um, so, what happens after that? So what goes next? Decided to pursue that a little more. Went to um, the International Sommelier Guild and worked on my levels one and two of mm-hmm. um, my Somm certification. Yeah. Loved that. It was actually harder than my undergrad. Oh, really? Really fun, <laughs> um, but okay. way harder than you think. Yeah. And really just felt like I wanted to be in a, in a wine-growing area. Mm-hmm. Nothing bad about Colorado wine, but it, it was still in its early stages mm-hmm. and yeah. loved the Northwest, loved Oregon wine, and mm-hmm. needed to make the move. So okay. moved out here, ended up on the coast. Mm-hmm. And went to work for Galaxy Wine Company, which okay. is one of the larger wine distributors in Oregon. Okay. And then I had the North Coast Territory. Okay. So that's and what I was doing the last 10 years. And is this like distribution? Is this like direct mm-hmm. sales? Like, you know, like B2B? This is, you know, you're contacting merchants and retailers mm-hmm. or is that... Yes, yeah, so I would work with um, restaurants and retailers, mm-hmm. mainly restaurants out here. Yeah. I had from Astoria through Neskowin, it's my mm-hmm. territory, and would sell wine. Yeah. Um, Galaxy has an amazing portfolio of wines, mm-hmm. uh, probably the best champagne portfolio in the country. Yeah. Wow. So I had access to great wine to yeah. sell. Uh, not a hard sell, because yeah. it was all fantastic. Mm-hmm. And really got to know the north coast and the people out here that were you know had restaurants and shops and yeah. really you know got to meet a lot of great people uh-huh. and did that for years and where were you based at that time um based in cannon beach in cannon beach it was sort okay. of in the middle so, yeah, of my story. territory yeah so it i mean i was already in the car a lot and being in the middle helped yeah 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 okay yeah perfect and how long did you do that i'm um, about 10 years about 10 years yeah. okay yeah. and then um uh, and then was there, what did you do after that? So started, started Brute. Brute comes in next. Um, Brute okay, comes in so, next. So yeah. 10, year, 10 years of sling and wine yep. and decide. I just needed out of the car, I think. It was okay. a lot. It was 12 hours a day in a car. And it was time yeah. to change that up. Yeah. This is something that's been in my head for a long time. Okay. For a very long time. And so for someone who's, who's not familiar, what is Brute Wine Bar? So Brut Wine Bar is first and foremost a wine bar where you can come in and have a glass of something or a bottle of something. It's not a restaurant. I'm not trying to be a restaurant. There are uh-huh. some small food items on the menu. So yeah. you can have a snack. You can have some wine. Um, there's also a retail part of that, too. So you, I have a small retail section. You can come in, buy a bottle, drink it here, buy a bottle to go, um, whatever you'd like. Okay. And I just really wanted Brute Wine Bar to be the kind of place where you could learn about wine, you could taste wine you'd never tried before, mm-hmm. but again, without it being a snobby, pretentious way. Yeah. Because it shouldn't be. Yeah. And just to be able to have fun and learn about wine. Yeah. I mean, because I, I, I just, and this, this might just be an assumption of mine where I just believe that, you know, most people don't know a whole lot about wine. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not, they're not certified. Right. And so the uh, um, I mean, I, I know of I have family members and friends who are like they live and die by like five buck chuck and just, you know, <laughs> yeah. just like whatever comes off the shelf, you know, right. least expensive tastes most like juice. Right. right. You know, it's what it is. Um, the uh, do you, what's the experience like when you get somebody who's coming in and they're just do you find that ind- individuals are adventurous by nature yes. or. Yeah. And so how do you help 
somebody just select what they should try. I think there's a lot of bottles. There's a lot, there's of, a bottles. lot of bottles in <laughs> here. A lot. I have a little <laughs> so, wine buying problem. Yeah, a little so, bit of a problem. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think you know I love that adventurous drinker. I love mm-hmm. it when somebody comes in as like I have no idea. Like uh-huh. what should I what should I pick? Yeah. And I, I don't recognize a lot of these labels. Yeah. And what should I pick? Um, I think first of all finding out what they like. Yeah. If they like really sweet wine. I don't want to sell them a bottle of some big, heavy, dry red wine. They're not going to like that. Yeah. So finding out what they've had before and what they've liked. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah. I have a lot of things by the glass, I could pour them a taste of something to get yeah. kind of an idea. Yeah. And then finding out their price range. Mm-hmm. I There's bottles in here that are great for $10, and there's bottles in here that are great for $100. Yeah. You know, I don't want to ever sell anybody a bottle of wine that they're not comfortable spending that money. Um, yeah. You can get a great bottle of wine yeah. and not have to spend a ton of money. Yeah, and I won't mention the name on the label, <laughs> but I did have, I had an experience where it was, you know, there was a special event coming up and I'm like, I want a really nice bottle of wine. And I strictly paid according to like the price tag, right? Okay. Like I just, yeah. I like, okay, how much do I actually want to spend? This is the max, I'm gonna buy the most, you know, the, the most expensive wine that I right. can in this range. Um, and it was not for me. Like, like wow, for me, it, yeah, it came back tasting like it was like drained through an old sock. Oh, it just, it wasn't, sad. it wasn't the flavor palette that I was interested in. You hit the nail on the head oh, with this Great. one. <laughs> well done. That's good. <laughs> the, uh, but yeah, so and more expensive isn't necessarily no, bad. no, no. And a lot of people buy wine based on scores. If it got mm-hmm. a, you know, you hear about that ninety-eight yeah. points, it must be good. I honestly don't put any stock into that. Um, I, it's a way to sell wine. Sometimes that's, you know, a way people are comfortable buying wine. That's yeah. fine. I can, I have some wines in here that are highly rated. Mm-hmm. I'm more concerned about wanting to make sure you leave with a bottle of wine you love. Yeah. And again, if it's if it's a ten dollar bottle and you love it, that makes me happy. That's great. Yeah. I, I'm more cons- I want that. You know, yeah. I, I don't want to just say this got ninety five points. So here. Yeah, it's fifty dollars and it scored high. And you better like it. You should drink it. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Not at all. I'm realizing I'm getting super distracted because I could (laughs) sit here and just talk about like wine a lot. Um, But instead, let's get back. So um, you are. It was Galaxy that you were working for, Mm -hmm. and you have this moment where you realize, you know what? Twelve hours in a car a day. It's it's not the life that I want. So you decide. um, You decide that you want to open your own place. Mm -hmm. Now was. Was a wine bar the one and only vision? That's what it yep. was going to be? Okay, yep. excellent. And so talk me through the process of from idea to actually opening the front doors. Okay, I think, you know, I will blame uh, Larry from the distillery a little bit for this. Uh-huh. I which, was, which distillery? <laughs> from Pilot House. From Pilot House. <laughs> yeah. I was in there one day and we were talking about just all the great things going on in Astoria. It was mm-hmm. when Blaylocks was first sort of being, you know, hey, we hear there's a whiskey bar coming yeah. in. And I'm like, this is gonna uh-huh. be great. And all the great things going on. And I was saying, you know, I just, I, I kind of need some like little funky wine bar and he mm-hmm. looked at me and he's like well why don't you open it yeah and i i left there that day thinking yeah, well why don't i why don't like, i what what has stopped me nicely done larry <laughs> thanks larry nicely done i owe you yeah. for some yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so i really yeah that was what got me i'm like you're right why why don't i yeah how hard you know i well how hard could it be, be? <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh. infamous oh, words infamous okay words. Um, yeah. I had some good friends in Cannon Beach that had a wine bar years ago. Uh-huh. And so the first good. thing I did was I talked to Tracy, who did mm-hmm. Lush Wine Bar. Uh-huh. Great spot. Smart. 
and met with her and told her what I was wanting to do. And she was nice enough to give me information that they had used to start mm-hmm. and kind of a ballpark of some numbers and what they went through. And I, I, I thought I can do this. Yeah. I can do this. Yeah. Uh, started looking at spaces up here. Mm-hmm. Had originally really kind of wanted to be on Duane. Yeah. Uh, the spaces were huge. Mm-hmm. I didn't want a big space. I wanted a small space. I wanted to yeah. do it by myself. Yeah. And um, just, you know, was looking for that perfect spot. My landlord of this building uh-huh. was wanting a wine bar. And was I was wanting, wanting one. Oh, I what's was up, trying universe? to be very yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was trying to be very secretive because I hadn't, you know, told anybody yet what I was doing. Uh-huh. It's hard to do that in a small town. Yeah. And she was asking around and a few people said, you know, there's some girl up here wanting to open a wine bar. And then she ended up asking a friend of mine, just on a fluke, my friends, yeah, I know who that is. Uh-huh. So put us in touch. Yeah. And I came and saw the space and I'm like, okay. Yeah. So I had to think about it a little bit. It was it was kind of terrifying. Uh-huh. I was actually in Mexico last year about this time on vacation uh-huh. and she needed an answer and I finally just said, What am I what am I thinking? Of course. Yeah. This is it. Yeah. And so while on vacation you know, decided to open a wine bar. Awesome. awesome. <laughs> Had a few margaritas after that. Yeah, I bet. Many, yeah. many margaritas. Okay. And and at that point, where were you in like the planning phase? Like, did you know I want to have a retail section? I want to have mm. you know a pour you know like by the glass section? I want to you know. Did you know what it was going to look like yet? I kind of did. You yeah. know, in my head, I think the retail section ended up being larger than I thought. Mm-hmm. But. I almost had the by the glass list in my head at that yeah. point. I think a lot of this had been in my head for a long time. Yeah. A really long time. And it's amazing how that happens like with a passion where you you, just, you, you do all of this planning and you don't even recognize that it's no. planning. You just you just know that this is what it would yeah. be. Yeah, I love I'm it. I was sitting on my balcony at this in Mexico and uh-huh. like writing out like ideas for things by the glass. Yeah. And I'm thinking, this is so funny. This is crazy. And this will be the last vacation I probably take for a really long time. <laughs> but that's yeah. okay. Yeah. So yeah, so came back, um, signed the lease the end of February last year. Of twenty nineteen. Yeah. And um, started working on it. It it was still about another month or so before I officially Gave my notice to my employer, mm-hmm. which was really hard to do yeah. because they were amazing. Um, that was a long relationship. It was too. a that long was, relationship, yeah. and I have to say, I I can't say enough good about that relationship. Yeah. They were fantastic, yeah. and so it was kind of that was kind of a hard breakup in mm-hmm. the sense of I just had so much respect for them and what they did for me over the years, but they were so supportive of this, yeah. which is that. just you know that's a sign of a someone you work for that's really oh, yeah. great if they yeah. can then say well we hate losing you but we're so supportive of this yeah to just and be able the, to cheer someone else's success right? and somebody else's passion and realize that their success isn't coming out of amazing. your success bucket yeah i felt oh. so lucky with that like yeah. so lucky they were amazing so yeah gave my notice uh, officially left galaxy july 1st mm-hmm. and then started you know Sign the lease in February. Yeah. Yeah, it took me a while. It took me a while. I wanted to make sure I left it in good hands. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I selfishly wanted one. I was a 100% commission employee, and with the coast, I selfishly wanted one month of good sales, which Uh was June. I really needed that to, like, go into it. No, that's smart. That's just Um, good planning. So did a lot of evening and weekend work here. Mm -hmm. Um, And just, you know, I 
I probably stayed a little longer than I should have there. Mm -hmm. But again, I wanted to leave that in good hands and okay. make sure that that was left in a good way. So uh, by day, by night, you're, you're Bruce Wayne and Batman, right? right. So Bruce Wayne <laughs> totally. is that you're still, you're working galaxy. You're, right. You know, you're, you want to make those good commissions and right. save up to be able to put into your dream, I'm yeah. assuming, right? And then the, uh, and by, by night, you're Batman. Are you oh, here? Totally. I'm Are here. Are you prepping? Yeah, yeah. here, um, tearing out ceiling, um, um, tearing out the ceiling, painting. I have friends that were helping me paint. Um, a little bit of everything. Um, going to Portland a million times to look at, you know, wood and ideas of restaurant equipment mm -hmm. and all of that. So yeah. it was a lot of that back and forth and on weekends, all of that. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. there were many, you know, times of, I think, just sitting at Bridge and Tunnel, like trying to stay awake, going, oh my God, what am I doing, Dwayne? <laughs> <laughs> um, there was a lot of planning sessions at Bridge and Tunnel. Um, yeah, so yeah. yeah, it was it was crazy, but it was great. Yeah. yeah, and so you mean that you didn't just come up with an idea and it just suddenly happened? No, like, no, no. Yeah. There was, and it's you know, I think in my previous job I saw so many people opening businesses, mm -hmm. and there were so many that you could tell from the start: is that going to work? Is that not going to work? Yeah. And I had an idea of what I didn't want to do. There was a lot of, I know I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Yeah. I do want to do this. And everybody said, it will be harder than you expect. And it is. Mm -hmm. But it's it's 100% worth it. Totally. But the, totally. that part of it was, was very hard. I've never bought kitchen equipment. Mm -hmm. So making sure that I was buying the right cooler, I probably overanalyzed a lot of things too much. Yeah. But... It was mine. I wanted to make sure I did the right thing. Did you have mentors that you were working with along the way? Or? I do. You know, I had so, so many people, mm -hmm. um, so many people, like former customers mm -hmm. and friends that, that helped me. Um, friends that have had a restaurant in Seaside years ago and on Orcas Island, they have been like hugely helpful. That's their old prep table. Uh -huh. They've been up here helping me prep everything. Um, you know, Steve at the Wine Shack in Cannon Beach, Tracy at the Wet Spot in Seaside were mm -hmm. both two people that had kind of similar businesses, business models, I guess, in a yeah. way that were really helpful. And, you know, just saying, I'm like, what, what chairs did you guys buy? What everything like yeah. that? You know, what kegerator did you get? What yeah. every little thing? And I feel like I asked them a million questions and they were wonderful. Awesome. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And so the... Uh, so la last little bit we'll, do, we'll get into before we take a quick break. The, uh, um, did you experience any naysayers? Did you have anybody mm -hmm. who, who said, you know, Lisa, are you sure about this? Mm -hmm. Like, is this something you really want to do? Honestly, I feel like I just had one or two, mm -hmm. yeah. very few. Yeah. Um, you know, a few people said, hey, you know, you're going to be working a lot of hours. <laughs> really? Really? Oh, okay. Oh, Thanks. Oh, yeah. I, I was working a lot of hours. Well, but what? now I'm working a lot of hours for me. Yeah. Um, I, I did. I had a few people that, you know, I think weren't familiar with Astoria that mm -hmm. said, wow, really? You're, you know, a wine bar? Is that going to, you know, really? And mm -hmm. I, one person told me they thought Astoria was never busy at night. And I thought that was interesting because, as you know, like, uh -huh. it's, it's amazing up it's, here at night. Yeah. Um, uh -huh. So there were a few of those. There were a few people I feel like along the way that tried to kind of maybe intentionally or not intentionally make me feel like you know I, I wasn't on the right path or yeah. that I wasn't sure what I was doing. I wasn't prepared to do it. 
How? What's the percentage? And we don't we don't want to we don't want to call people out too hard. But what percentage of individuals that were telling you that this is potentially not a great idea had actually opened a rest, opened a, a business on their own? Like one or two percent. Yeah. Very like the ve- very the very tiny. very yeah. Okay. And now let's talk. How many people did you have around you who were like, hell yeah, Lisa, go do this? Tens of thousands. Yeah. I cannot even count. <laughs> uh huh. The amount of of positive energy mm-hmm. into this outweighs any anything else. Yeah. I mean, it, it those voices just go away and uh-huh. are going away more and more as this is more and more successful and yeah. more and more people love it. Yeah. It, it's I don't know. It yeah. just doesn't even it doesn't even count anymore. Awesome. Yeah. I love yeah. it. Cuz it's every yeah, the everything else, all the positive the, the positive feedback and positive energy and the help mm-hmm. that people have given me just outweighs all of that. Surround yourself with supportive people. Yeah. Like that's that's the lesson it there. Totally that's is. the lesson yep, there. For all sure. right. Oh, I'm loving this. So uh, we're going to take a quick break. Um, when we come back, I want to know about the experience of opening the okay. opening the wine bar for the first time. Okay. I want to hear the dirt. Like I want, <laughs> like I want, I want someone to have like an honest picture of like what it's actually like. Okay. I want to hear more about like the experience of running it. Um, maybe a little bit about like your future plans and what okay. you're looking at. Um, and so for those listening, hang tight. We'll be right back. All right, and we are back. Um, Lisa's just been entertaining me. Um, with statistics on how many people die from opening champagne bottles. Um, maybe I'll turn it into some bonus content. Um, so, thanks for sticking it with us, or sticking around with us. Um, all right, so, Brew Wine Bar. You, we're now okay. on the timeline. Uh, it's You signed your lease in February of 2019. Right. You ha- left Galaxy in July Beginning of 2019. July. Beginning of July in 2019. Um, so, what was the process like going from July to your actual first, you know, the actual day that you opened? Because that wasn't until you said October 30th. October 30th. Okay. Yeah. Um, way too long. Yeah. Way too long. Uh, part of the problem is right as I left Galaxy, I had had some foot surgery in March while I still had really great health insurance. And uh-huh. right as I left Galaxy, I started having issues with that. Mm-hmm. And at the end of July, I was actually back in the hospital for more foot surgery and was put on crutches with no weight bearing. And when was this was? That was the end of July. Uh... Three weeks later, back in the hospital, thinking there was bone infection. So I spent a lot of the summer in the hospital uh-huh. and all of the build out on crutches. No stress related no to stress that. Uh, yeah, at no all. stress related None. to that. Like, None. you know, you've you've left employment, you right. wanna get your you wanna get your shop open, you're hanging out in a hospital. I'm on crutches, with, watching on crutches other people the, open try uh, to get my bar open. Um yeah. And so again, like how like how important was it to you to make sure that you had people around oh. you who were like willing to just jump in and help? Unbelievable. I yeah. couldn't have done it. Yeah. I couldn't have done it. I had friends in here painting, staining boards. I couldn't have done it. My landlord was in here helping me paint. <laughs> uh, she wanted me open. I well, mean, it's oh yeah, I bet. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. I well, there's could an there's, not have done that. Yeah, there's yeah. an invested interest on her part in making oh, sure that you're open and successful. Yeah. Right, long term so, tenant is right. the goal. Yeah. Okay. Um, the, uh, yeah. Yeah. Keep, so keep. I, uh, I I painted a lot of the baseboards while sitting on a homemade furniture dolly and scooting along the floor. Uh-huh. Um, it was it was very stressful. Mm-hmm. Um, 
as far as you know not feeling good being on in and out of the hospital unbelievable yeah unbelievable and um the uh, we we taped this early Right. It's um, and so it's actually Super Bowl Sunday right now. Uh, And uh, you guys can't see it behind the bar, but Lisa's still in a boot. Still in a boot going on. Yeah. A little over six months. Yeah. (laughs) Being in a boot. It's grit. It's It's grit and determination for your passion. Totally. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah, It is. I at least now can be weight bearing in this boot. Uh But the main reason for that is they have decided they have to redo the whole thing. So at some point in the next month or so, I will be having more surgery, and unfortunately, we'll probably have to close for just a few weeks while yeah. that is going on. Yeah. And I hate the thought of that, but mm-hmm. it is what it is. Yeah. So um, that will be happening at some point fairly soon here. Yeah. And this episode's coming out. I think it's going to air by mid-March, so you yes, might actually you might have your surgery by then. I might. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, so, I'm hoping. Yeah. So, <laughs> so. Um, I I think um, yeah, that's just it's what it was what it was yeah yeah uh, wow okay so, so that was the challenge that was one of the biggest challenges obviously yeah. is doing this on one foot yeah and so um did you find any other like um any other hiccups or any other issues that you needed to overcome just to be able to get the doors open i think everybody will tell you a lot of it is just timing on you know making sure that you have your electrician set up mm-hmm. and the plumbing and things that maybe you thought would work that didn't work and then you're redoing that because yeah. um, just space... getting those pieces put together yeah is... what did this space look like before you opened it completely different the wall the exposed wall was there which is fantastic uh-huh. i love that brick yeah but other than that it looked it had kind of a foam drop ceiling with the giant led light panels yeah. it looked a little more office looking yeah. So I knew that I needed to redo the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my best friends that I've known since kindergarten is an architect and uh-huh. helped me with lighting and uh. colors and all of yeah. that. Um, just so a lot of it was just make, making the right decisions on the equipment to buy and where to put things. It's a small space. Yeah. And making sure that I had everything that would be the most efficient. Mm-hmm. And since I hadn't done this before, I wasn't sure what would be the most efficient. Mm-hmm. So it it took just all of that like yeah. coming into play, yeah. yeah. But it comes together. It comes together. You get it. You get right? it. Yeah. All right. So, um, and you opened on October thirtieth. I did. T- talk me through that day. Um, what oh. was what was that like? <laughs> a lot of my friends, I was, I feel like I was. I'm a perfectionist, and I feel like I was waiting until I thought it was 100 percent perfect. And a few of my friends finally just said, "Get the wine." get the food and open yeah like you just need to open Uh you if you're going to put a second coat of paint on the trim great do it down the road just open so i finally just i opened um Mm -hmm. it was terrifying flipping the open sign for the first time Mm -hmm. was very scary yeah it was very scary and so and then what was the day like like you you're you've opened the doors it was quiet. I did it very cowardly. I didn't put out a big fanfare. <laughs> I just flipped the sign and said, uh-huh. let's see what happens. Yeah. And so it wasn't crazy busy that first day, which mm-hmm. is fine. Yeah. I think I finally put something on social media maybe two days later. Yeah. And just kind of quietly wanted to open that way to make sure, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> to make sure that I 
had everything that I needed to do to, to make this work. Did you have any like practice runs or soft? No, there, I, um, you didn't mention a soft. I didn't really do a soft like opening. Did you bring like friends and family in and just you know guinea pig on them for an evening or a little bit? I little had bit, some yeah. friends come in a few nights to try you know taste some wine, hang out at the bar. Yeah. The art walk in October, which was maybe two weeks before I opened, I did an open house. Oh, okay. Wasn't even completely open yet, but had all my licensing. Mm -hmm. So put out a nice spread of food, opened the doors, and that was fantastic. I had probably 80 people come through that night, which for, again, a night that had a lot of other things going on, it was perfect. And that really gave me an idea of how the space was going to work with people in it. It looked good. It looked yeah. really good. Uh-huh. It had a good feel. About how many people can you um, can you take at any given time? Only about twenty five. About twenty five at a time. Legally. Legally. <laughs> Legally. Legally. <laughs> so. so <laughs> yeah. Should I have said that on the podcast? No. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um. We, we like following laws. <laughs> okay. The video can see me winking. Um, the uh, and so yeah, just kind of looking around, like it. I the first time I walked into this space, the uh, um, I just I kind of fell in love with it. Right, like it's got like the the room for, and we'll we'll do um, some pans on the on the video for those of the, that are listening on the podcast. Come to Astoria and check out Brew Wine Bar and see it for yourself. But it's kind of a narrow, long space, mm-hmm. and so, but it just gives like a it's it's just got like this this character to it that I really yes. like, and it just seems like really inviting to have. It just seems to invite like mm. little groups of individuals yeah. hanging out, and yeah, it does, and so. Um, but it's also the uh, it's not a large no. space, and so there there also leaves um, almost like a sense of like the uh, um, not oh what's the word I'm looking for exclusiveness mm-hmm. in experience right because it's usually just you it's usually just here. me yeah yeah and so one on one time with the owner right, <laughs> right here in a nice spot yeah, yeah. it's um, that's exactly it mm-hmm. um, I feel like there's nights where I have been here just just me where it's crazy busy mm-hmm. and I'm just yelling at people across the bar like I'll be right over there and uh-huh. people seem okay with that yeah they kind of like it they're pretty cash they are here. yeah they are yeah, pretty, especially pretty opening the end of October it's it's been locals which mm-hmm. has been fantastic yeah I mean just the amount of local support that I've gotten in the last three months is overwhelming yeah it's absolutely overwhelming and for a town that completely turns upside down when tourist season mm-hmm. comes because for, for those of you in the Pacific Northwest and, and in Oregon, I mean, you might recognize the Astoria Seaside Cannon Beach area mm-hmm. as like as as a tourist destination or vacation yeah. destination, um, especially during the summer. The population of these areas can easily like basically double, yeah. you know, especially when cruise ships come in. That's and crazy. so the uh, um, there is this theory in, in tourist areas that you you can't survive if you open in the winter. Like, you need to open in the summer right. when you've got all the people, right? Did you have any concerns about that? A little bit for maybe a week. Yeah. And honestly, I, at the point that I realized, okay, I'm opening the end of October. Mm-hmm. You're right. This could be scary. This could be a few months of being very quiet. Yeah. But very early on, I saw the local support. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I'm completely overwhelmed. Awesome. Completely yeah. overwhelmed. Um I'm actually now a little more worried that in those busy months when it's a lot of tourists that I won't see my locals that I've just grown uh-huh. to, to know and to love and I love seeing them at my bar and I'm going to miss that. Yeah. How do I still make those those spaces for the locals that have supported me through the winter? Yeah. 
and I feel like I'm doing better than I really projected. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, you know, ending ending January, it was fant- it was a great month. It was fantastic, yeah. and there Excellent. were nights where it was standing room only, and I, I would I have love never that. thought that. Yeah, opening in a quiet time. Uh huh. But it's been great. Yeah. It's been great, and it's been great to be able to have people at my bar that I know. So one of those first nights, I couldn't figure out something on Square, mm-hmm. and one of the girls sitting at the bar like came over and showed me how to do it. You yeah. know, uh-huh. <laughs> you wouldn't have gotten that in August, probably. No. <laughs> so it's great. Yeah, yeah. From somebody from like New York, right? They would have been like, "What? You can't yeah. do it? One star, yeah." yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so having the locals in here that are okay on nights when I'm like, oh, I don't, you know, mm-hmm. this is what I'm, you know, I'm overwhelmed or whatever yeah. it is. They've been great. Yeah, and so was there. Were there things here um, that you wanted to make sure that you did differently than you would experience potentially like at other, like mm-hmm. you did, yeah, I'm sure, like you do some research, you talk with some, you, you already mentioned that you talked with a previous wine bar o- owner. I'm assuming that mm-hmm. perhaps you went to, you went and checked out like I some did. wine bars. Yeah, it's tempting not to. That was fun. To. Yeah. <laughs> fun so, research. Market research. Market research. Yeah. <laughs> and so the, uh, did you, did you come to an acknowledgement of like, there are things that I just want to do just a little different Mm -hmm. in my own shop. I think one of the main things that I wanted to do differently with this bar is I really wanted to focus on a lot of imported wines. Mm -hmm. I love Northwest wines, they're fantastic, Mm -hmm. but I felt like people really weren't getting to try a lot of other wines out Mm -hmm. here. And so I really wanted to kind of emphasize some of the great wines from France and from Mm -hmm. Italy. And I didn't know if that would work. I didn't know if people would like that. And it's people have loved it awesome. they've loved trying something that's completely completely different yeah and they've embraced it and that's great because i didn't know if that would work so you're not seeing like a lot of passionate nationalism like i'm I need, not i, I mean my washington right. and my oregon and my california wines <laughs> right and, yeah i'm not i mean i i love them too i think they're yeah. great but it's been so fun to put a french wine in people's glass and see yeah. what they think yeah and that's been a lot of fun and i so that's been great i wanted to make sure that I was representing all types of wine. Mm -hmm. Um, I think one of the other things I wanted to make sure that things like being consistently open, you know, being consistently Mm -hmm. open on regular hours, um, staying open a little later. I still feel like coming from a city, I still feel like 10 o'clock isn't super late for a bar and I'm in the summer will be open a little later. But, you know, just making sure that those kind of things, that those kind of things were addressed, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. So what's now? Let's think with the um, with like the backdrop of individuals who are potentially like thinking about maybe they're thinking about opening their own wine bar in their own area, or they're thinking about opening their own shop. Um, talk me through like like the the nitty gritty, like the real deal, like what your day is like, and the uh, what's it actually like running your own shop. It's great. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm really feeling that. But the uh, let's acknowledge, you know, like the the other side of that reality. Yeah. What's that like? It's one of my friends said. You will never be as broke or as tired, or what else did she say? As stressed, but you'll never be as happy. And that's yeah. exactly right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's. I don't open until three, so I think a lot of people assume that I show up every day at two forty-five. Mm-hmm. I'm usually here by eight or nine in the morning, yeah. and I don't really know. I just feel like the day goes so fast. There's so much to do. Mm-hmm. I can think of things all day long. Yeah, um, and it's 
a long it's a really long day mm -hmm. but it doesn't feel like it at the same no. time i love being here so much that it's just it's great it's oh, my it makes, place it makes my heart you so know happy. it's just absolutely yeah. it's it's fine yeah um i love it when the place is full mm -hmm. it's a little stressful if i'm by myself but if it's so loud in here that you can't hear because everybody at every table is laughing uh-huh there's something to be said for that yeah yeah and you're right it is harder than you could imagine and there are things that come up there's always something breaking or always something you need to do and the mm -hmm. money goes out and out and out yeah but it's worth it yeah it's very worth it do you do your like your own bookkeeping and like uh, yeah i do and right now that's probably my most challenging part mm -hmm. it's way more fun to order wine and to uh -huh. play with food than to do books yeah so i would say that to me is the most challenging part because yeah. i don't it's not that much fun yeah um but learning that part of it it's part of it you mm -hmm. have to do it and, yeah. and learning that part of it has been definitely the most challenging yeah but it's it's part of it do you have a little sign in your office that says doing it for the wine yeah right yeah, yeah. or just a bottle of wine uh, yeah. <laughs> just, yeah sitting just in my office cut too yeah. yeah this is actually the bar is kind of my office <laughs> yeah. Um, no. so yeah there's things like that that you don't i don't think you realize everybody told me yeah you don't realize how much you're going to be working mm -hmm. and you're right i it's a lot yeah but the payoff is pretty great. I love it. Yeah. Now, you had mentioned, you know, um, a couple of times you've, you've, you've shared the phrase, like, especially when you're on your own. Now, you bring in, like, guest servers occasionally, <laughs> yes. right? That's been, yes. Uh-huh. I have had some fantastic guest servers. Yeah. Why yeah. don't you share with the folks why, that, why that's funny? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, doing it on my own, it, I really thought that, okay, this will be very manageable until summer, mm -hmm. and then I'll need to hire somebody. Yeah. And what I'm finding is there's been several nights in January that I need to hire somebody, mm -hmm. which is a great problem to have. Yeah, I'm not quite ready to do that. So in the meantime, I've had several friends offer to help. Uh -huh. And so let's, for example, Christmas Eve, mm -hmm. uh, Ricky, yeah. uh, formerly formerly of Malama Day Spa, that does okay. the fantastic yeah. eyebrows. Yeah. She was in here helping me on Christmas Eve. Uh -huh. um, Matt Duber, who owned a restaurant in Cannon Beach for years, mm -hmm. was in here helping me New Year's Eve. Yeah. Uh, my friend Mary, works at a vet office and at night is part-time brute wine bar tender <laughs> nice. um, so i mean i've had so many people uh, my friend rusty just loves wine and has jumped behind the bar and helped out i've had so many people come up and help me out on those nights yeah which is i mean i wouldn't be able to do it without yeah. them because there's been some busy nights i have uh, people lined up for dark arts weekend because uh -huh. i am told that's going to be very busy yeah um, it's, it's just yeah it's helpful yeah and then for uh, again for those who might not be familiar in the area dark arts is like february is like stout beer month <laughs> right and so and dark arts is a huge festival that happens over here and i'm i'm hoping that you guys are i'm hoping that you're so slammed that you, I... you just pass out at the end of it uh, the, uh, yeah yeah i've been told that it wine beer it doesn't matter you will be extremely busy yeah um so that is going to be i'm sure a great weekend and that's something i don't um we haven't mentioned yet you actually have a beer selection here yeah as yeah. well that you offer beer as well um not just wine are there no. other uh do you offer anything else besides beer and wine yeah um i love beer mm -hmm. so um i think it's important to to have beer here i have mm -hmm. two beers on tap and then a variety of beers in the cooler mm -hmm. um, i also have cider um, my most popular cider is, of course, uh, Reveille from up here, which yeah. is Another absolutely story great, yeah. great cider. Uh -huh. um, so, yeah, beer, wine, and cider. I have a few non-alcoholic, some sparkling water, coffee and tea, uh -huh. things like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, make sure that 
not everybody's a wine drinker. Yeah. So and was that and that wasn't initially like that came after you opened, right? No, you know, was actually, that original plan? it was original. Yeah. Okay. Um, I again, I love beer. I'm a beer uh, drinker too, and yeah. so I wanted to make sure that I had beer, mm-hmm. on you know, in good beers. Yeah. Um, so that was I did not hook the kegerator up too early on in the process. Yeah. Because I probably would have drank a lot of the beer in the build out. <laughs> so it was yeah. important to wait until like closer to opening yeah. to to actually hook that up, but. Yeah. So no, I think it's really good to have a, a combination of everything. Yeah. Yeah. What are you um, What are you looking forward to with Brew? Like, do you have future plans? Yeah. What's What's ahead? Um, I want to start a wine club. Mm-hmm. That's That's going to be one of the first things is to do a wine club, so people can come in, maybe different levels. Like one level will be just some great everyday drinking wines. Mm-hmm. You get a once a month come in you pick up your two bottles something like that a higher end version yeah so working on a wine club um also doing some special events mm-hmm. one of my friends is a chef who has um talked about doing interest in maybe some a pop-up here mm-hmm. yeah um, so looking at some special events uh-huh. um, so things like that and then just continuing to um have people discover great new wines yeah 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 oh i love it all right so what advice would you have for someone who now maybe um and it could be that they're again they're they're thinking about opening their own wine bar or they're just they have the they have a dream they've got that they've got goals they've got passions but it's just it's still just in the planning phase what advice do you have based on based on your experience in 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 doing brute wine bar and opening up your doors What advice do you have for that person to help them get out of the planning phase and just kind of get going? I mean, I think, I mean, you could be in the planning phase forever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was. This was in my head for a very long time. Yeah. I think at some point you just have to, to jump, just to jump and do it. If, if you look at your worst case scenario, and your worst case scenario is that maybe it doesn't work and you lose the money, mm-hmm. but really that's your worst case that's not a bad worst case scenario yeah. at all. No one's been hurt or injured or, you know, it's, it's not a bad bad worst case, so do it. Yeah. Just take the jump or you'll, you'll regret it. Yeah. And I think that's so important is just, you, you don't want to regret not doing it. Yeah. So why not? How did you know that you were ready to jump? You know, I just kind of feel like everything pointed to it. Mm-hmm. I was at a point with my career where I wanted to do something different. I had some money saved, so that part of it worked. Mm-hmm. I found the space that worked. It just kind of all lined up. And but so many of those things like lined up. They, they didn't just line up with you sitting on the couch. No, no, like, I think they, that's yeah, it. You, they, I mean, yeah, you you have to get out there and and you work. You you look at the market and you think, is this going to work? You okay. look at other businesses. You talk to people. You go around. I went to Portland several times to look at other wine bars to see what's mm-hmm. working and what doesn't. Yeah. And put that plan out on paper and how is this going to work? Mm-hmm. Can I can I pay myself enough to pay my rent? Yeah. And and looking at all of that. So you you really it's a lot of work. You can't just sit back it you know and hope that it works and falls into your lap. Yeah. So you can't. You have to get out there and do it. Yeah. And then know that it's going to be it's going to be hard. You know, but the payoff is worth it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love these stories. I yeah. love it. I absolutely love it. <clears throat> so, Lisa, um, this has been absolutely wonderful me, for me. I'm, I'm so glad that you agreed to this. Uh, any final words? Any final thoughts? 
as we're wrapping up? I don't know. This this is again, I I'm so appreciative of the local support in this business. Mm-hmm. I could not have done it without the help from people and without the people that are now coming in and enjoying it. That is crucial. Could not do it without everybody. Oh. So it's fantastic. No, I'm, I'm Thank wishing you years and years you. of success over here. Yeah, we love thanks. having you here. All right. So uh, that's going to do it for this episode. Um, Thank you so much for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Uh, Until next time, get to it. Cheers. Oh, cheers. Cheers. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to hit subscribe, turn on those notifications so you don't miss an episode. You can also keep up with Headphones Recommended on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube. Contact us there. We'd love to hear from you. Until then, go get it.